What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right here, you got some change in your money in your pocket. Let's do a cool thing and go to extralife.org and donate to some children's hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert, say his name right? I'm just saying it right now, man. Sorry, I'm messing it up. But, yeah. I'll leave a link I'll share this page on the Facebook page and on Twitter so you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids <laughs> help those kids out man do it Hello and welcome to the Monster Birds Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner. And this episode we'll be talking about the monsters in Arizona. But before that, well, how's your day going? Going pretty good? It's a Saturday right now. I'm recording this. And uh other things going away? Pretty long week. Pretty sure I'll be working overtime. Hope I'm not working. No, I won't be working overtime because I'll be out. Okay. Anyway, before we get into the monsters, let's get into the some fun little tidbits about Arizona. Arizona. The Grand Canyon State achieved statehood on February 14, 1912, the last of the 48 continuous United States to be admitted to the Union. Originally part of New Mexico, <coughs> damn, really? The land was ceded to the United States in 1848 and became a separate territory in 1863. Copper was discovered in 1854, and copper mining was Arizona's premier industry until the 1950s. After World War II, the widespread availability of Refrigeration and air conditioning caused Arizona's population to boom, and Phoenix became one of the fastest growing cities in America. Arizona is the sixth largest state in the country in terms of area, 
His population has always been predominantly urban, particularly since the mid-20th century, when urban and suburban areas began growing rapidly at the expense of the countryside. Some scholars believe that the state's names come from a Basque phrase meaning place of oaks, while others attribute it to a Tohono O'odham-bego, Indian phrase meaning place of the young spring. Uh, date of 14-1912, capital is Phoenix, has a population in the 2010 census of 6,390,017 people. Has a size of 113,990 square miles. It's nicknamed the Grand Canyon State. Uh, its motto is Diata Dios, which is God and Riches. State tree is the Palo Verde. Is there a palo, palo or Palo? Uh, flower is a Sagiro cactus blossom. State bird is a cactus wren. Some interesting facts about Arizona. Uh, formed by the Colorado River over a period of three to six million years, Arizona's Grand Canyon is 277 miles long, up to 18 miles wide. Well, really, that's pretty fucking wide. And one mile deep. What the fuck? It's crazy. Nearly 5 million people visit Grand Canyon National Park each year. It's a big old crack in the floor. Arizona has the greatest percentage of its acreage designated as Indian Tribal Land in the United States. Arabi, a Hopi Indian village dating back up to at least 1150 AD, is believed to be the oldest continuously inhabited settlement in the United States. Official state flower is a Sagaro cactus blossom. The flower blooms in May and June in the middle of the night and closes the next day, surviving only 18 hours of pollination by nocturnal animals like bats and moths. The blossom grows on the Sagaro cactus, which can reach more than 50 feet tall and live for over 200 years. Wow. Good plan to have. Navajo Indians from Arizona were listed in transmitted secret communications for the U.S. range after Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941. Known as Navajo Code Talkers, these young men created an oral code the enemy was unable to decipher, filling a crucial role during World War II and saving countless lives. Yeah, there's a good podcast about that on uh, stuff you should know. They have a good one, I think, yeah. Uh, Arizona is only is one of only two U.S. states that do not observe daylight savings time. The one exception is the area occupied by Navajo Nation in the northeast region of the state. Arizona's diverse climate and geography can yield both the highest and lowest temperatures in the country within the same day. Arizona's flag features a copper-colored star acknowledging the state and... Let's go his role as the leading copper producer in the United States. That's pretty tough. Well, I won't take a moment. Alrighty, okay. 
so. Uh, it's about the Nitsuke Nitsuke Monsters, then. Here's an article I found by uh, Jonathan Duhamel on Arizona Independent. That was published December 28, 2014. There's the Santa Cruz Sand Trout. The Santa Cruz Sand Trout is a native fish of the usually dry Santa Cruz River that runs through Tucson. Folks from wetter climates should realize that in Tucson, we do not hide rivers underwater. The story of the sand trout shows how native fauna can adapt to climate change. One way to catch a Santa Cruz sand trout is to stop on the river bank and look for clouds of dust in the riverbed as the trout try to get away. They, they didn't just run out and grab them. The late Hugh Hoff has the most concise dissertation on this fish. He wrote the following as a satire of many endangered species listing proposals. As the last ice age ended and the climate of southern Arizona warmed and dried out, the flows of the Santa Cruz River near Tucson became erratic and vanished completely by the mid-1950s due to the construction of a series of cheap hotels on its banks. A native fish of that stretch of river became extinct with the exception of the Santa Cruz sand trout, which evolved a capability yeah, capability to live in an environment completely devoid of water. The Sacred Sand Trout ranges in size from approximately 5 centimeters to over 100 centimeters. Uh, centimeter? Pretty big fish. And is characterized by a rubbery skin. It's difficult to tell whether a Santa Cruz Sand Trout is dead or alive due to its extremely low metabolism rate. The Santa Cruz Sand Trout has been commercially harvested and sold in Tucson toy stores. For many years, delighting several generations of the local children. There are many reports of Santa Cruz sand trout escaping Tucson homes and shelves and residents in backyard sandboxes and local washes. The Santa Cruz sand trout is one of Baja, Arizona's most highly prized sports fish, requiring the use of a 4x4 to troll the riverbed. Beer cans are probably the most effective artificial lure to catch the sand trout. Efforts to restore the flow of the sand Cruise River was treated sewage effluent have some environment concerned, as this may cause destruction of the prime Santa Cruz sand trout habitat and lead to their extinction. The Santa Cruz sand trout can only survive short periods of wetness, just as occurred during the infrequent storm flows in the river. A petition to have the Santa Cruz sand trout declared an endangered species is being prepared for the Baja Arizona Ministry of Commercial Fisheries. The Santa Cruz sand trout has also been nominated for award for water conservation efficiency as the only known Arizona species of fish requires zero gallons per capita of water to survive. Wow, that's crazy. Arizona stick lizard, aka Sonora Desert stick lizard. Uh, the desert floor can get very hot. In summer air, temperatures within one inch of the ground can get as hot as 160 degrees Fahrenheit. What is a lizard to do? The Arizona stick lizard has a clever adaptation. A character stick which it can plunge into the sand and climb the stick to avoid burning its feet. Or a lizard can use a stick to pull vault over the hot spots. Some claim that the lizard can cool off its in its shadow while on stick. A stick serves another purpose as well. It makes the lizard too wide to be swallowed by snakes.
jackalopes, also known as horned rabbits, and deer bunnies. Jackalope is a hybrid between jackrabbits and antelope or deer. This critter, which has long been in folklore, was made famous in a postcard devised by a photographer, Bob Peeling. Jackalopes are said to be fierce creatures which use their antlers to fight off other animals. They are also, they are also whimsical. Jackalopes possess an uncanny ability to mimic human sounds. In the Old West, when cowboys would gather by the campfires to sing at night, jackalopes would frequently be heard singing back, mimicking the voices of the cowboys. Jackalopes became especially vocal before thunderstorms. Perhaps because they mate only when lightning flashes or so it is theorized. When chased, the jackalopes will use its vocal abilities to elude capture. For instance, when chased by people, it will call out phrases such as, There he goes over there, in order to throw pursuers off its track. The voice, the best way to catch a jackalope is to lure it with, is to lure it with whiskey, as they have a particular fondness for the string. Once intoxicated, the animal becomes slower and easier to hunt. Jackalope milk is particularly sought after because it is believed to be a powerful aphrodisiac. For which reasons that it's also referred to as the horny rabbit. However, it can be incredibly dangerous to milk a jackalope, and any attempt to do so is not advised. A peculiar feature of the milk is that it comes from the animals already homogenized on account of the creature's powerful leaps. Jackalopes are not confirmed to Arizona. Wyoming claims to be the jackalope capital of America. In 2005, the state legislature of Wyoming considered a bill to make the dub the state's official mythological creature. It passed the House by a 45-12 margin, but the session ended up before the Senate could take up the bill, and so it died. Jackalope animals were reported in Europe as early as the 16th century. This was probably due to the occurrence of rabbits with antlers like tumors on their heads. The result of papillomavirus infections, even Buddha mentioned horned rabbits. Repeat yourself, okay? It's just like the saying, "Hey, guy, you need oh, whatever." All right, that's that. What's up next? What's up next? Papa. Hey, while you're here, you got some change in your money in your pocket, let's do a cool thing and go to extralife.org and donate to some children hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert, say his name right? I hope I'm saying it right now, man. I'm sorry, I'm messing it up. But, yeah. I'll leave a link I'll share this page on the Facebook page and on Twitter so you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids <laughs> help those kids out man do it
Okay. Already, hey, what's up? Okay. Next up, we got another article from the Prescott Arizona History com. I think it's by Drew Desmond. This article is Nine Carpet Monsters of Arizona. It was published March 20th, 2016. First up is the troll. A man named I.W. Stevens reported seeing the creature near the Grand Canyon. It had long white hair and matted beard that reached to its knees. It wore no clothing and upon its talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. Upon closer expansion, he noted a coat of gray hair nearly covered his body, with here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. He saw the creature drinking the blood from two felled cougars, and when it saw him, it picked up a club and screamed at him. Though by many to be a medieval fairy tale, the troll has been spotted near Pink Forest for centuries, even to this day. Uh, perhaps surprisingly, the most recent recorded sighting of a troll on the Mogollon River occurred late in 2013 and was post- posted by Cryptozoology News. <clears throat> a 28-year-old woman believes she came across an unidentified animal while hiking the Grand, hiking the Canyon Point Trail located in the region of the Mogollon Rim. Estevez, a sociology student, claims she was not she was alone at the time of the incident said she saw a troll-looking creature drinking from a pool of water. It was it was on its knees, drinking water, when I found it. Drinking, making noises like a pig. So at first sight, the animal looked like a pig to me. But upon closer expansion, she saw that it had long hair, gray and bluish, and I swear it looked like one of those trolls from a fairy tale. Ugly stuff. The face was human-looking, no hair on it, but full of bumps. The eyes were kind of of a brown-red. Thick, big nose, small lips, no expression on its face at all. And it took off running like a person. Alright. That's pretty crazy. I'm going to need some coffee. Alright, okay. Bigfoot. Evidence and signs of Bigfoot in Arizona are so frequent, frequent, it would take a book to cover them. Oh, the Bigfoot Research Organization (BFRO) lists at least 32 sightings in Cofino County, and at least eight reports of Bigfoot in Yavapai County. But these listings are hardly inclusive of them all. Uh, during the 1980s, evidence of Bigfoot living in Hell's Canyon near Drake, Arizona, was reported by some dead wood harvesters. We used to cut firewood in the Kiabi National Forest and saw many, many, saw many tracks many times. Initially, a possible living course was discovered. A site that was most bizarre was a cave with a very big tree covering the entrance. Often, reports of this elusive beast 
involve a piercing, sometimes deafening scream or howl, like that produced by a known by any known wildlife. Those who say they cross paths with the beast regularly describe an eerie silence prior to the counter, and an appreciable stillness in the woods that most the commonly surrounds predatory animals. More common are reports of a strong, very foul stench, which has been described as that of dead fish, a skunk with bad body odor, a decaying peat moss, and by some, with an <coughs> exceptionally keen sense of smell, apparently the musk of a snapping turtle. Oh, okay, dog. Uh, local Indian legends <coughs> Local Indian legend believes that the, some Bigfoots live at the Mongolian Rim in the wintertime for the Sierra Priesta Mountains of the Prescott National Forest. The Native American people living in the area, particularly in the, the White Mountain Apache Nation, have had many have had encounters as well. In two thousand six, Colette Ataha said, <clears throat> We're not prone to easily talk to outsiders, but there have been more signs than before, even ever before. It cannot be ignored any longer. But Jory Grimes, resident of nearby White River, said, It was all black and it was tall. The way it walked, it was taking big strides up on the brakes and raced back in the, between two trees where it was, and it was gone. Tribal Police Lieutenant Ray Burnett said, A couple of times they've seen this creature looking through their windows. They're scared, they're scared when they call us. They weren't hallucinating. They weren't drunk. They weren't people that we know can make ho ho hoax calls. They're from real citizens in the Fort Apache Indian Reservation. Author, a, a recognition hiker, never looked for signs of Bigfoot. However, while hiking west of Thumb Butte, he was surprised to find a mysterious tree break. Many Bigfoot researchers believe these tree breaks are a sign of Bigfoot's presence and a potential marking of his territory. However, the author really admits that what he found was class C evidence and at best it will not convince a single skeptic. The break on the pine picture was just of a Eight feet off the ground. Although the shadows of other trees are deceiving, no actual logs, rocks, or fallen trees were anywhere near the broken pine to explain how it was snapped. That is weird. It's like a single tree, it's like, you know, like. Is this damage was caused by a microburst of, or dust devil? Or wasn't decent tree damage? They stood only inches away. Was it a bear? Could be. But why would a bear climb this tree when others far sooner once were right nearby? This was from a Bigfoot. One would expect some other signs, perhaps. Other tree breaks. Others, the author started searching and did not find any more fresh breaks. But he did find what could be old breaks. For the most part, the ground at this glacier is generally very hard and often shallow. However, in certain places, one can easily find the tracks of rabbits, coyotes, deer, to leaving even an occasional mountain lion. 
This author has never seen a Bigfoot trek and perhaps still hasn't. Yet close by the broken pond, he found depression. There's depression in the woods. It's uh, it's weird. As stated at the outset, uh, toes at the top of depression measured 6.5 inches wide. And length faded out onto hard ground, but seemed to be maybe 14 to 15 inches. In the future, the rider generally will continue to not look for Bigfoot because he does not want to find him. Yet that eight-foot-tall tree break is certainly a curiosity. Okay, a giant jackrabbit. Now, for perhaps the least intimidating monster on the list. A giant jackrabbit. Perhaps the idea of a giant jackrabbit gate grazing about northern Arizona forests may seem outlandish, if not humorous, but such as an animal undoubtedly did exist, at least in the past. Archaeologists have discovered fossils of Neurologus rex, which could easily be described as a giant jackrabbit on most of the Earth's continents. The 26 pound prehistoric species. It's about six times bigger than the common European rabbit, according to an analysis of several bones. As late as 2006, residents of Felton, northeast England, have confirmed that a huge, floppy ear creature is living behind giant poplars, a trail of destroyed carrots, leeks, onions, and turnips, followed nighttime raids. As far as northern Arizona goes, author and Bigfoot reacher. Researcher Mitchell Waite says that his team spotted the giant jackrabbit that claimed that they attempted to capture it on via the camera malfunction eventually. Some bitch, I'm saying that. The rabbit was sitting near the water tower. He said, He's watching me. Sun is on legs with his ears up. This lagomorph creature, he claims, has been spotted by several witnesses in the past. Could a necrolis rex have continued to survive in the forest of Arizona? They're crazy creatures. Cave dwellers. Okay, we got the asswine. Near the town of Two Guns, Arizona, inside. The Apache Death Cave lives the Aswine, a shape-shifting, vampiric creature that was first sighted hundreds of years ago in the Philippines. It makes it sound like a rattlesnake, has razor-sharp claws, and sucks unborn faces from the, its prey. It's sometimes been mistaken for the Chupacabra. However, the Aswine is a bit able to flatten its body like a mouse to get through tight squeezes, perfect for cave dwelling. Certainly, pregnant cows near two grounds have recently been found dead with their fetus calves missing. Aswines are safe shifters. Stories recount Aswines living as regular town townspeople. As regular people, they are quiet, shy, and elusive. At night, they transform into creatures such as a cat, bat, bird, boar, or or most often a dog. Reportedly, they enjoy eating unborn feces and small children, favoring livers and hearts. Some have long proboscises, which they use to suck 
the unborn out of their mother's wombs when they are sleeping in their homes. Some are so so sin they hide themselves behind a bam- bamboo post. In, in late May 2015, TV5 of the Philippines reported a rash of Aswan attacks around Cotabato City. Including the, this picture of the aftermath of the reported Aswan attack. When they aren't shape-shifting, aswans are scrawny and massive things with gray and molted skin and milk-white eyes. They are as cold-looking as they are motion-free. Sores and boils cover their bodies. They give off a stench of rotting meat. Despite their rotting, rotted appearance and order, the aswans are highly athletic, have the ability to run at phenomenal speeds and leap to heights of, of around 15 feet or more as they Pursued to terrify victims. Dio Olitio? How was pronounced Although few have heard of the Altio, has been spotted around the world, including the Arizona rainforest. Amazon rainforest. The only known site in the Alto by a science occurred. In 1932, by famed explorer and cryptozoologist Ivan T. Sanderson, the Cameroon African Rainforest. While exploring the river system in Esmumbo Mountains, Sanderson and his hunting partner, Gerald Russell, Russell were reportedly attacked by Altio as they were shooting smaller bats along a stream. Described as a giant avian creature with a wingspan about between 10 to 12 feet in length. This king of bats is probably the most active in twilight hours and lives in caves and volcanic latitudes. In northern Arizona, this fearsome creature killer probably lives in the latitudes surrounding Humphreys Peak near Flagstaff. One recent witness named Angela saw the Latio while driving through Oak Creek Canyon on State Route 89A. With the beast noticed her, it took off into the air and disappeared. Another rec- recent witness is a veterinarian assistant named Anderson, who described to a local pet that was brought in. It looked like it had been dropped from several hundred feet far away from any height. It could have been dropped by Alcio. What could have caused such a situation? Okay, the rake. Making its home in the Grand Canyon Caverns near Peach Springs, Arizona, the rake is a nocturnal nine-foot-tall flesh-eater. Its claws are supposed to be as long as the human fingers. It is a deadly, pale, human-like monster that gives off a high-pitched scream. Sightings and encounters with the rake have been Allegedly been reported since the 1800s. Several diary and journal entries have been found which documented the horrifying attacks of the creature. At least one person who committed suicide in the 1960s left a suicide note that mentioned the monster. One of the strange characters of this creature is its ability to shut off electricity. Peach Springs has suffered such strange power outages recently, even when the weather was calm. A bar owner named Brian related that he 
Close his bar early at 2 a.m. due to a strange power outage. Hearing a commotion near the garbage, Brian looked over and was surprised to see a grayish humanoid figure that he cried was definitely not human. <clears throat> a former grave digger named Jer Jeremy related seeing a gray white humanoid figure dart by as he was walk working as day old job at the Peach Spring Cemetery. One can rent the Grand Canyon's camera for the night. There's a Thunderbird. Yeah, picture of it. Tombstone. Reptoid. In early February 2014, a group of three bikers saw a reptilian humanoid in the Sonora Desert. It's about six foot tall, very, very skinny, and had an awkward gait like a monkey. One witness said, He stopped and made eye contact with me, and I could see him clearly. The eyes were kind of like a snake's, but black, with a yellow stripe in the middle of the eye. It had green and red scales on its face and had a red color. It was, like, it was kind of like singing as a desert sand there. And look, it had a sandy feature too. It. Oh. It didn't have a nose, only two holes in it. I couldn't see any ears or hair. A red mouth that looked like it had blood around it, but it didn't look like it was bleeding. It looked like a pattern. It reminded me of a chameleon, but it looked like a person too. The creature raised its long arms with strange looking claws that looked like a branch of thorns and waved at them. It made a loud chattering sound with its teeth. Then it rapidly ran away, leaving the trio in shock. Damn reptilians, man. The chupacabra. Uh, one of the first reported sightings of a chupacabra happened in Tucson. Two men were roused out of bed by the loud shrieking of the other ghosts. They went to check and see what all the commotion was about. They saw a weird-looking beast on top of one of the goats. The dog-like creature looked at them and unleashed an eerie screech and then scampered off. In 2003, there was a second, second Tucson site, similar to the first. There are many legends and Indian lore of a strange creatures living in Arizona. One wonders how many it could be. Yeah. That's pretty crazy stuff. I'll take a quick break. We all know real life can suck sometimes, and your boss accidentally seeing you in your underpants on Zoom last week doesn't help any. That's why Reluctantly Codependent Sisters, the Shira and Rishalia, keep you enthralled and in stitches every week with their podcast, Legendary Africa. Every Monday and Friday, we take you on a journey of mythical lands, magical objects, and monstrous creatures, both ancient and modern. Find Legendary Africa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you feed your ears. And remember, stay safe 
stay sexy, and stay legendary. Hey, while you're here, you got some change in your money in your pocket. Let's do a cool thing and go to extralife.org and donate to some children hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert, say his name right? I'm saying it right now, man. Sorry, I'm messing it up. But, yeah. I'll leave a link. I'll share his page on the Facebook page and on Twitter. So you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids. <laughs> Help those kids out, man. Do it. Next article is from conversatecrypto.com. It's by uh, Mark Robbins and published on October 15, 2018. Arizona Mini T Rex. Are there dinosaurs similar to T Rexes and Velociraptors roaming the wilds of the American Southwest? With so many science, it appears that there is something is going on with this. Also known, as, also known as river lizards, these reptiles frequent the Four Corners area of Arizona and like to hang out around ponds and rivers. They're about three to six feet long, run on two legs with two small arms and a long tapered tail. And of course, they are very much described just like a velociraptor. Uh, Arizona Thunderbirds, Arizona Pterodactyls. Are pterodactyls extinct? Maybe not. They have been imported here in Arizona and several other states as well as across the world in recent times. The tombstone FTF on April 26, 1980 posts an article of an account of a huge winged creature which was found by two ranchers between the Huchuca and Woodstone Mountains. The monstrous was reported to look like an alligator with an elotic tail and a set of massive bat-like wings. When the ranchers discovered the beast, it was allegedly exhausted and only capable of a short burst of flight. The ranchers chased the strange creature for several miles on horseback as it took to the air to retreat in short, sporadic flights. Occasionally, getting within range, they engaged in it with their rifles and wounded in the process. At one point, they were able to shoot it, it dead. Afterwards, ranchers measured it and found the body to be roughly 92 feet in length with two feet. They were joined to the body just under massive wings. They were awkwardly folded under the body. When the wings had been probably stretched out, they were said to be around 160 feet in diameter from tip to tip. And the enormous head of the beast was reported as measuring 8 feet long with strong jaws filled with formidable sharp teeth and eyes the size of dinner plates. That's fucking huge. The human's wings were apparently covered by some sort of thin membrane, and the whole body covered with rather thin, almost translucent skin without hair or feathers. A famous Arizona man 
claimed in 2011 to have seen a large bird-like creature with leathery wings, no feathers, and a thing coming out of its back of its head, swoop to the land and splash about on the surface of a river. In 2012, one individual claimed to have seen a baby pterodactyl, or what looked like to be a baby pterodactyl, under a bridge in Tucson, Arizona. It's reported to have about an eight-foot wingspan and covered in whitish fur, the head sporting a top knot. Wow, that's crazy. Arizona giant snakes. Navajo and Opi tribes of Arizona have a long tradition of a big, if not giant snakes, in their respective cultures. In 2005 and 2007, there were sightings of large aquatic snakes at various locations at the San Juan San Juan River in the Four Corners area of southern eastern Utah. One of these snakes made its way from the river onto the bank and reared itself up on the back bumper of a truck, which is parked about 120 feet from the river's edge. The serpent was described to be about 10 to 12 feet inches in diameter and dark color and dark color with markings similar to those of an Indian Burmese python or a species of anaconda. There were similar sightings of a snake in the San Juan River for it to be about 30 foot in length. It's possible that the python species or possible several types of pythons have been dumped into our southern southwestern river systems. Wow. Just stuff. Right here. Dogman. Here's another post by article by Mark Robbins. It was March fourteenth, March fourth, twenty eighteen. Do dogman cryptids exist in Arizona? Uh, let there be no doubt that they do. Listen to Corey Firth tell his story of Dogman Encounters Radio and decide for yourself. His encounters happened at Apache Lake. Uh, his map, Arizona had a few Dogman reports. This map does not track all Dogman reports in Arizona. Most occurrence on this map are the Four Corners area of the state, even one in Tempe. I, I have also had heard reports on the Texas Michigan border of illegals being stalked, harassed, and pursued. By these creatures, it stands to reason we have similar issues on our border here in Arizona. Dog and have been reported as far south as Cushy County along the Arizona Mexican border. That at slow elevations to nowhere desert. Lots of mesquite and pale verde trees scrub brush with prickly pear cactus and atil. Atotil. It's a double L on first. Alright, little. Uh, the terrain itself has a lot of low hills and washes, and it's home to coyotes, bobcats, boxes, tortoises, hyvinla, let me look that up, I'm sure that is, rabbits, mule deer, and many kinds of reptiles. Not to forget our farm and ranches, plus the small communities with the, uh, with the irrigation systems, stock ponds, and swimming pools, there's plenty of options to feed and water dogmen here. We also have sky islands here, covering south 
eastern Arizona, southwestern New Mexico, and northwestern Mexico, the 770,000 square miles skylines among the most diverse ecosystems in the world. Many of the skylines are protected as state and national parks, and are pro- popular recreation areas and vacation getaways. Several Uh, place. Several of Arizona's observatories are located atop Skyline Peaks. Arizona Skyline ranges include the Babocuive Mountains, Whetstone Mountains, Chikawa Mountains, Hachuca Mountains, Pinalino Mountains, Santa Catalina Mountains, and Santa Rita Mountains. Where deserts and forests are common together, skylines offer a blend of tropical and temperate climates that can sustain many creatures and are often the locations of streams, rivers, and often other riparian areas. Usually 6,000 to 8,000 feet in elevation, these majestic hills emerge from a sea of desert scrubs and provide an oasis from abundance of wildlife. The Sky Island Alliance knows that the region reported diversity seen anywhere else in the United States. Supporting well over half the bird species in North America, 29 bat species, over 3,000 species of plants, and 100 species of mammals, 104 species of mammals, such as the mountain lion and black bear, Arizona black rattlesnake, several species of deer, turkey, the Michigan spotted owl, and other raptors. All these skylines is for a dogman population. What is a dogman? Uh, by Mark Robbins. What is a dogman? Published by Mark Robbins again, February 17th, 2018. The dogman phenomenon is a relatively new thing in the world of cryptozoology. To be clear, by dogman, I'm referring to an animal, not a werewolf or a skinwalker, both of whom are able to shape or assume humans in animal forms. I'm talking about a creature that lives as a canine 24-7 each and every day of its, of its, of its existence. I can't talk, man. They have this existed, I believe, in, since the dawn of man. With the advent of the digital age, we are starting to see and hear reports of these beasts with other occurrences. Dogmen have reported all over the world, seen in the United States as well as Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Germany, England, and Australia, to mention a few countries. They've been seen in the wilderness as well as urban areas. Day or night, it's possible that you can experience a dogman encounter. Below are links to a few familiar dogman states. Uh, Linda Dogman Encounters Radio, Linda Goffrey has some books on it. In North American Dogman Project. What sets this canine type dogman apart from their type 3 cousins is they have canine legs instead of ankles. They have hawks and stiffle joints instead of knees. Another feature canine dogman have described as having is raccoon hands with long nails. Another 
distinction of the canine. Canine type dogmen is that they're more prone to be more aggressive than the type threes. With any type dogmen always exercise extreme caution. Here's some. The canine variant one is described as an upright timber wolf with arms and paws, the kind of hand in front of it. The canine variant two is described looking like a hyena, primarily to stay on all forest. It's type of this popular. Here in the West, like California. The Canine Variant 3 is described as similar to the werewolves in the Underworld or Van Helsing movies. This type is the most commonly reported dogman seen and has no geographic limits, has been seen all over the world. The Canine Variant 4, also known as the Soldier Type Dogman, says this variant. Apart from other dogmen, is the size of its huge head. The older type is here to be the most aggressive type dogmen. You can run to a older type anywhere in the United States. Damn, even though I'm fucking. Our type 3 really canine animals? I personally don't believe so. But there are lots of Sasquatches, at least not proven scientifically. However, they've been lumped into the dogmen category. The type Threes are usually described as having usually described as looking like Bigfoot with a muzzle instead of having a flat face. And another extinction is that they have claws on their fingers and toes instead of fingernails and toenails like a Sasquatch does. Type threes also have hominid style legs with knees and ankles, just like Sasquatch. They have sharp canine teeth and they promise you not. With any dogman always exercise extreme caution. Type 3 variant 1 is carved with a hominid body and is tall and lean with a bamboo type of head and pointed ears. Type 3 variant 2 is carved with hominid type legs, the body of a man but with a head that looks like the werewolf in American Werewolf in London. Type 3 variant is carved with a hominid body and a stocky bill with a muzzle. This variant also matches the Sanskrit as the Bifthert type 3, the beast. Of seven shoots is a type three variant three. This type is primarily seen in southern states, but has been imported in northern states as well. This is a type of dominant J. Tusker Skyer in Mississippi. Is this a dominant, a bay or a crossbreeding? I don't care who you are. Look at these mugshots. I don't think anyone in the right mind would want to run into one of these. Maybe it's the forest area or next to your garage at home. Anywhere, any experience with one of these will. More than likely, have a negative impact on you. PTSD, nightmares, even under the bed, best circumstances, these things are still very scary and intimidating to say the least. Wow. Some stuff. Chanson. Okay. I'll uh, take a quick break. Hey, while you're here, you got some change in your money in your pocket. Let's do a cool thing and go to extralife.org and donate to some children hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert, is that his name right? I'm saying that right now, man. 
Sorry, messing it up. But yeah, I'll leave a link. I'll share the page on the Facebook page and on Twitter, so you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids. <laughs> Help those kids out, man. Do it. Uh, join the show. So we got here. This article by Jason Offit from MysteriousUniverse.org, post March tenth, twenty fifteen. Dragons. Father's house and tombstone. 1800s Boomtown, that was, the, that was the location of the famous gunfight at the OK Corral between the Clayton Gain and the lawman Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan Earp, and Doc Holliday. Tucson was also known as, also known for a dragon. According to Mysteries and Miracles of Arizona by Jack Cutts, two cowboys rode into Tucson on 7th of June, 1890, with the skin of a what they claimed to be a giant flying lizard they killed outside the town. The cowboys chased the beast on horseback before shooting and killing it. The dragon measured 92 feet long with 80 foot wingspan, an 8 foot long head, and eyes size. Oh, that, was, that sounds a little bit like something we were here before. I was like, no. The size of dinner plates. The cowboys claimed the battle was kept, was captured in. 26 April 1890, Tombstone Aptef newspaper. Werewolves. Werewolves in various forms have existed in many cultures across the world, from the medieval European werewolf that dominates horror movies to American Indian skinwalkers. The image of a man changing to a beast has terrified people for centuries, but sitting safely in a cozy house watching television, the werewolf stalking the night is nothing but legend. For a group of teenagers in Tampa, Arizona, that idea is dead wrong. From a 2009 interview, the glow of sea lights bathed the Arizona at night in gray as four teenager, teenagers walked in, onto the Shimalar Golf Course in Tempe. Carl Davis, now an adult, was in high school when he and his friends, bored with their weekly Bible study meeting, walked outside onto the course. My girlfriend said something like, Hey, something just jumped out of the palm trees, Davis said. The trees were approximately 35 feet tall, so other teens laughed and resumed the conversation. A few seconds later, she lets out a pure blood-curdling scream, just pure shock terror, Davis said. As Davis turned towards the girlfriend, he saw something he couldn't believe. I looked in the direction, and there's a creature lumbering along the walls toward us. Davis said, it was as tall as me, six foot, hunched over, huge snout, like a werewolf. A beast, blacker than the night, surrounding it, runs towards the teens and they ran. It was chasing after us, David said. 
It was running along the wall toward me, and I just turned and ran. And I didn't think to look back. Things never saw the thing again, although something about the camera still confuses Dave. It was in the middle of town, he said. That's what always gets me about that thing. Not in the woods or at a secluded cabin, but in Tempe, Arizona. Giants. Gigantic human remains, sometimes with red hair, have been reported across America, many of them in the desert southwest. A giant human skull was once found in a cliff dwelling south of Winslow, Arizona. According to The Clay Guide to Mysterious Beings by great paranormal investigator John Keel, it was so big that a size 7 East Denson was placed on it and it looked like one of the, those tiny hats merrymakers wear on New Year's. The skull also had a gold tooth. Workers reportedly discovered a huge stone coffin in Fort Crittenden, Arizona in 1891. The coffin held a skeleton that measured 12 feet tall and had 12 toes. Uh, a man named Samuel Hubbard is said to have found the mummified bodies of two giant humans, 15 to 18 feet tall, in a cave in the Grand Canyon in 1923. This is 14 years after the Phoenix Gazette published the account of explorer G.E. Kincaid, who said he discovered a cave in the canyon filled with adjacent artifacts for the mummies. All right. Now, next up, we'll talk about the most famous monster here in a little bit of Arizona. Stay tuned. Hey, while you're here, you got some change in your money in your pocket. Let's do a cool thing and go to extralife.org and donate to some children hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert. Say his name right? I'm saying it right now, man. Sorry, I'm messing it up. But, yeah. I'll leave a link. I'll share it page on the Facebook page and on Twitter so you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids. <laughs> Help those kids out, man. Do it. famous monster in Arizona, the Mongolian Monster. The Mongolian Rim is an, is an almost 2,000 foot escarpment that runs through the central part of Arizona covered in Ponderoso Pine Forest. It's a perfect hiding place for the Mongolian Monster. First reported in Arizona for Brooklyn in 1903, I.W. Stevens recounted the bipedal Mongolian Monster close to the Grand Canyon. It was drinking the blood of mountain lions. This human-looking creature with long white hair and beard that reached to his knees sported two-inch claws on its fingers. A monster noticed Stevens 
that threatened him with a club. What? Throughout the years, the Mongolian monster has been described as black, gray, or white, square-headed, around bald parts of a tall, hair-covered being on two legs, a human-like, hairless face. Although many people have equated the monster to Bigfoot, one hiker claims the monster is a troll when hiking the Mongolian Rim Canyon. Point Sinkhole Trail, hiker, Canyon Point Sinkhole Trail. The hiker saw the creature on its knees drinking water from a pool, making noises like a pig. The troll had long, bluish gray hair and human like face full of bumps. When it saw her, the troll stood on its two legs and ran away. This sounds much more like the Club of the Bloodsucker from 1903 than a Bigfoot. So, is the Monster a troll? So, I'm saying. Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> Here's some article by Kate Thompson. Uh, when I was a kid in Phoenix in the early 60s, I spent a week every summer at a Boy Scout campsite east of Pine, just below the Mongolian Rim. Sometimes late at night, around a campfire, the older scouts would regale us with tales of attacks on ranchers and campers by the Mogollon monster. Has anyone claimed to have seen Harry Aitman in Arizona recently? No wisecracks about your masters, please. No wisecracks about my masters. Let's go into cramp my style. The Mogollon monster is Arizona's version of Bigfoot. It supposedly lives as you make it, guess it along the Mogollon rim. Although it has allegedly been spotted around Prescott in the Grand Canyon, it seems to be a shy thing, but every now and then it tears up a campsite or takes the camper's food. Don Davis, a cryptozoology investigator who died in 2002, claimed that he encountered the monster at a Boy Scout camp near Payson in the 1940s. He reported, <clears throat> The creature was huge. Its eyes were deep-set and hard to see, but they seemed expressionless. His face seemed to pretty much devoid of hair, but there seemed to be hair along the sides of his face. His chest, shoulders, and arms were massive, especially the upper arms, easily upward of six inches in diameter. Perhaps much, much more. I could see he was pretty hairy, but didn't observe really how thick the body hair was. The face, head, was very square, square sides and squared up chin, like a box. Uh, it's also a count. Let me see here. I'll find another thing real quick. It's by, it's by weird. Us. Mongolian monster. The Sasquatch has for decades served as frontman for the peculiar field of cryptozoology. It has drudged his way a number steps by number step through popular folklore and the sightings of the beasts, surfacing with a noble, notable regularity. 
Spiritual rest made its presence known in various widely separated spots around the globe. Yeti pops up among the Himalayans, the ever popular really frequently in the Pacific Northwest, and Texas has reported numerous encounters with the aptly named Big Thicket Wild Man. Yet, few known that member of this relative, Harry Hominis, makes its home here in Arizona. He is known as the Mongolian Monster. The reclusive creature disguised being at least seven feet tall, hairless in the face, but otherwise covered with long, thick coat of either dark or reddish brown hair. It travels the wide, inhuman stride, sometimes leaving footprints measuring 22 inches in length. Often reports of the elusive beast involve a piercing, sometimes deafening scream, or howl, unlike the previous by any normal lives. Though who said they crossed paths with the beasts have really described in early signs prior to the counter. I appreciate it sounds like I read this before. Remembering their pacing creature. And yeah. Well, okay. Okay. This is from CanyonNotes.com. Arizona's Mongolian monster, as you need another reason to visit the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is one of the coolest and most captivating natural landscapes on the planet. People come from all over the globe to take in Grand Canyon National Park's awe inspiring vistas, with many of them staying at Yampa Pai Lodge, from historic sites like Desert View to strenuous hikes down to the canyon floor. Every canyon is one of a kind of experience. A similarly unique are the force of a myth of a mythical creature said to dwell near these parts, the Mongolian monster. Now, the Mongolian pronounced Magian. Magian. Okay. Magian. Magian. Monster is not a household name. It's not up there with the aliens like Bigfoot and a lot of monsters. It might even be on a second tier with characters like the Mothman, Chupacabra, and Ogopogo. Yet the Mogollon monster has been part of a local folklore for generations. In fact, the first Sagamish newspaper account of the monster took place in 1903. The creature gets stained from the Mogollon Rim from about a three-hour drive from the canyon. That's where the initial signs took place. From the descriptions of eyewitnesses, the Mogollon monster sounds like a Sasquatch's southern cousin. More than seven feet tall and bipedal with wild, unkempt hair. In its spare time, it builds nests out of pine needles and twigs. The Mongolian monster is thought to be omnivorous, which means it would love to yeah, find delicious patio street tacos. And eerie stillness is said to foreshadow its appearance. Though the Mongolian monster is also known for its blood curling scream. Uh, Yavbai Lodge is known for being one of the most Friendly resource in America. You thought to bring your best friend along, you're more than welcome to. That usually means dogs and cats, and sometimes rabbits or snakes. It does not, however, include two cougars. Which may be a good thing, seeing as how a man named I.W. Stevens reported observing the Mongolian monster drinking the blood of a pair of cougars. So if you don't bring a cougar along with you to Yapai, you'll stay up the Mongolian monster's radar. 
The scientific community isn't sold on a glowing monster. Local anthropologists tend to think the first parts of the creature could have been grizzly bears, which called Grand Canyon home during the 1930s. Yet, report, reports were persist. A whitewater Arizona resident have claimed to have seen the creature a number of times as recently as 2004. The rumors around the Mongolian monster's existence are far from sold at this point, though the creature is fixture in camp st- fire stories are and has a hundred mile endurance race named after it. When it's certain the Yapai Lodge offers and okay, it's just trying to something in the lodge. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Sun. Hey, while you're here, you got some change in your money in your pocket. Let's do a cool thing. And go to extralife.org and donate to some children's hospitals. My friend, Cade Bengert. Say his name right? I hope I'm saying it right now, man. Sorry, I'm messing it up. But, yeah. I'll leave a link. I'll share it page on the Facebook page and on Twitter so you can donate to, to Extra Life for Kids. <laughs> Help those kids out, man. Do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Monster Legend Podcast. Or if I find more information about Monster Legend Podcast, go to monsterlegendpodcast.com or anchor.fm forward slash monsterlegendpodcast. There you can find all episodes and platforms on which the podcast is on, which you can describe, subscribe to. You also can email me with questions that will be answered on the show. Thank you. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.